This is the Alternative Edge, home of KBVU Podcasts. Mic check, one, two, three. (laughs) Let's get positive. How's it going, everyone? I'm Joshua Tiggis, and thank you for listening to The Positive Point, a podcast where I try to shed some light into your world. On this episode, I decided to take someone up on an offer. Rachel Stuhlman is a cousin of mine who reached out when I first announced that I would be producing this podcast, and she expressed how she would love to be a guest and share some of her experiences. As you could about imagine, I was delighted to hear this, and she was eager to talk about something that isn't very light. In fact, it's actually a very heavy topic. But in order to grow, we need to have these tough conversations. No matter what background someone comes from, what faith they have, or what ethnicity they are, we are all one. And acceptance is what I want this world to recognize. Accept people for who they are, not who you want them to be. And even take the initiative to learn about the differences between you and them. Throughout this episode, I hope you're able to learn something from Rachel because we can never stop growing, and her job offers a unique opportunity to see the beauty and even the ugly sides of human nature on a daily basis. So, without further ado, allow yourself to escape from your life for a little while and enjoy this episode with Rachel. We're back and on episode three of The Positive Point, and we're here with Rachel. So Rachel, thank you so much for reaching out, being willing to come on and discuss or talk about something that I believe is really important and that people should at least have a conversation about. Thank you. I'm definitely, I'm very honored to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. So first off, I want you to kind of talk a little bit about like what your job is like. So I know you work in airports, but would you want to kind of describe what it is you do? I work as an airline station manager. What does that mean? Um, everything. We do everything from check-in to boarding the flights. We load and unload the bags. We clean the airplanes at night. We assist customers booking flights, rebooking flights, you name it. So right now I am a manager for American Airlines down in Tallahassee, Florida. In my career, I've worked with Delta for about 13 years all over the country, starting up stations, um, training, taking stations down when we change contracts. So just a variety of duties throughout my career in different places. Yes, like you've been all over the country too, haven't you? Yeah, for work and for pleasure. Yeah, so with your job, it entails, I think, a lot of working with people too. Is that right? That is 99.9% of my job, whether it be my employees or our customers or our vendors who work for us, who supply us with our products or ice for the aircrafts. Uh, cleaning products, everything. I mean, the airport services, police, EMS, we do a lot of emergency drills to be prepared, God forbid, in case something would happen. So we really do cross paths with a lot of different entities in what I do. Yeah. And you kind of mentioned that when you reached out to when I first announced that I'd be doing this podcast, how you said you could share some like random acts of kindness that you've seen. And I assume you've seen people from all those random acts of kindness to those kind of people that we stereotypically put with travelers, how they're kind of just one-minded and really uh, strict and stubborn, but would you mind sharing some of those random acts of kindness that you mentioned you've seen? 
Yes, definitely. I smile when you when you talk about your typical customer, because when you think about airline travel in general, and it's unfortunate that we've gotten to this point in our society where when you think about using the airline travel, you only think about your negative experiences or the issues that you see online or in on TV about people throwing things or having tantrums because they've missed their flight. But on the flip side of that, there really is a lot of positive things that go along with uh, the travel industry, whether it be flight, train, bus, you really do get to cross paths with a lot of people and for a lot of interesting reasons, especially with COVID, you would not believe the type of, I don't want to say handouts, but the type of giving that people are doing, especially with essential workers. Just last week, I had a nurse that was flying for her job to an area where the hospital had all of their staff out for COVID. So none of their staff was able to work. So they sent reinforcements from here And I have a lot of frequent flyers who heard about it because they saw them all dressed in their uh, scrubs. And he said, you know what? Upgrade all of them to first class, use my miles to do it. So it's stuff like that that really reiterates like the world really isn't that bad sometimes. People really do appreciate other people or, you know, elderly people who travel, you know, because they go from the Midwest to the South for the winter time. You know, just simple things of someone helping them with their bags or, letting them use their cell phone to make a phone call to pick them up and get a ride or, you know, just little things like that. It really does go a long way. I love that thing that you just mentioned with the nurses being upgraded to first class and all that. It it really just reiterates your faith in humanity. That's kind of the whole point of this podcast is to kind of shift our mindsets and show that there is still good people in this world. And oftentimes that gets overshadowed, like you said, by all the bad and all the stereotypes that we put on people. And that's Mm kind of something that we're going to get into here in a little bit. In fact, let's kind of just jump right into it. So when you did reach out, you mentioned Islamophobia, Mm -hmm. that word. So would you mind kind of describing what that is? Sure. It's been about 17 years now. I reverted back to Islam from Christianity. It was not an easy transition. It was not an easy choice, especially having been born and raised and taught throughout my entire life that Christianity is the right path, especially when your very first trust is in your parents. And your parents are the ones that teach you what you think is the right way. So In my mind, it was really hard for me to transition to Islam because I was doubting myself, doubting my parents, wondering like, well, why would they teach me the wrong way? And it's not that they didn't or they did. It's just because that's the path that God has chosen for them. So by me, you know, going into Islam doesn't mean that they were wrong. It just means that that's the path that they were supposed to be on. And we can constantly learn and evolve as we go. Of course, we have some interesting uh, dinner table conversations regarding it. We go back and forth all day day long. But because of this, especially with the job that I'm in, um, 9-11 really uh, brought light to Islam. And that's when the, the term Islamophobia really started to come about. If you break the word down, phobia is a fear, right? So Islam, the official definition of the word Islam means submission submission to God. So when you put the words together, it's fear of people submitting to God. They, they fear worshiping God, who is the one who put him here in the first place. So when you think about it like that, it's, and is it really their fear of submitting to God or is it their fear of having to follow the rules by not killing people, by not talking bad about people, 
not, you know, drinking alcohol so much, not overindulging. So I think that's what the fear is, is kind of the unknown. And people don't take a chance to really break things down and learn what it is that they're even scared of. It is funny, I will tell you, you know, working at the airport, it's kind of a, you know, double-edged sword stigma when people walk in and they see me behind the ticket counter with years of experience, here I am the manager, but nine times out of 10, just because of unconscious bias, people will just automatically go to maybe one of my new hires that I just hired yesterday and go to them for assistance just because I cover, right? Or they think that I don't speak English. And here we are, you know, 20 years later after 9-11 and God knows how many years after Islam has started and people still have that instilled fear. And it makes me wonder, what is it? Is it media? Is it just something inside them that's driven? So Islamophobia is a real thing. And it's just because I think people are scared because of the unknown. And you have to ask, are they really scared, you know, to worship God? But you have to look in our society today and what's going on and just all of the hatred and all of the the ways that people think that it's okay to treat other people. And you really have to wonder, like, really, are, have we come this far that people are now, it's kind of predicted in Christianity and in Islam that we would be this far in time, that this is what's going to happen over time. So there is something that says you never know what is good. And even though what we see right now in the world is constantly negative and bad, in the end, this is what was planned. And you never know what's good is going to come out of it, even with COVID. I mean, there is a silver lining. You have to think about all the new jobs that have been created, all of like, for example, even our Zoom meeting right now. I mean, that may not have even been possible or thought of. So from all of these little things come new beginnings, you know, from death comes life. And the same thing Islamophobia, you know, even someone has a fear of something that doesn't mean it can't be changed. So you never know, their fear may turn into something positive down the road. Yeah, you brought up a bunch of really amazing points there. And kind of the one thing that stuck out to me was like the labels we place on people because of something that happened. You talked about 9-11 and how that really brought a bunch of focus to the Islam mm -hmm. faith and beliefs in its people. And that kind of put like a negative label or negative stereotype mm -hmm. around those people, which you've been living through those experiences. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the whole point of this episode is to get people to realize, to start peeling back those labels and recognize people for who they are. It's those labels that kind of overshadow what people are meant to be and people are meant to do. And it kind of limits their success that they're meant to go out and achieve. Correct. So there's also something I just wanted to mention. There is difference between, like you said, labels, you know, you could be labeled as a Christian or I could be labeled as a Muslim. But at the end of the day, no matter what, we are all human. We're all part of the human race. And people don't understand the impact that they may have to someone else. I mean, you know, you think about something that may have, like you said, may have affected someone 20 years ago. And here we are today. And generationally, this COVID is going to impact our youth, you know, in 10 and 20 years or you know, our population numbers or families that have lost members. So, so you never know what is good. And the labels really do hurt. Um, if you don't understand why you're categorizing or labeling someone, then I would say don't do it because you're only going to hurt yourself in the end. Yeah, exactly. And then you also mentioned earlier that there's always a silver lining, especially yes. with, like you said, with COVID or with these fears that people have. 
there's always mm -hmm. a silver lining. And I love that mm -hmm. you brought that up because just reflecting back on my life and reflecting through even really tough experiences, there's ways that people have grown through all of that. And like you mentioned with COVID, with Zoom here, how we're able mm -hmm. to be hundreds of miles apart in different states from like far Southern United States to Northern United States. It's, we're able to still connect and through kind of hardships, there's a beauty through them too. Mm -hmm. As bad as they may seem, there's still incredible things that come from them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, but to kind of go back to this acceptance topic that this episode is kind of built around, it's mm -hmm. something that I've noticed too, especially since you've been speaking, is the diversity that Buena Vista University has to offer here. In Storm Lake, Iowa, which is, I think, the most diverse city in the state, and it's really, it, it's been a big learning opportunity for me that I wasn't expecting, but that I'm extremely glad that I've had because mm -hmm. it's given me the opportunity to see different people with different backgrounds and different cultures and really just see that they're just human. Because mm -hmm. like you mentioned before, where we grew up back home, it's a predominantly Christian and Catholic community where we're not exposed to many other cultures. Mm -hmm. But it's when we expose ourselves and go out and take that initiative to learn that we're able to see that we're all really just one. Yes, I completely agree. When I took a leap of faith and moved from Iowa at 20 to New York to be a nanny, that was where I, I really had a hard reality check. Don't get me wrong. I am forever grateful for where I grew up. It was very safe. It was very predictable. You knew your neighbors, your community, your surroundings. But I think people have to push themselves beyond their comfort zone and limits to learn about what's in the world out there and not just rely on what they're seeing on their phones or their TV or through someone else. You, if you stop yourself from learning, I think that's the biggest form of ignorance that we can have. Where I work, we have a very big uh, campaign. It's called the Culture of Respect, and it's all about diversity and inclusion. Since moving to New York, I thought I had seen it all. This is the first time in my career that I've actually, I've worked in the South for a day or two here and there. But coming down to not only just Florida in general, but the Gulf of Florida, where we are so close to southern Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, re really are in the deep south. And it was a big eye opener to me when they say southern hospitality, that even myself, I realized that I'm very like short and abrupt. They don't really have a sense of like time down here. And they have a great respect for their elders. And yes, you know, you can say we have that in the Midwest, but it's not like here. They will stop everything they're doing to help their parents to move in with their parents, quit their jobs even, to take care of what needs to be taken care of like for family first or even another human being first. So the diversity and inclusion thing, um, like I thought, like I said, I had seen it all. I was ready to go. Florida will be a piece of cake. But I, I, had a, I had a reality check, you know, again in my life, moving down here to Florida, I thought this would be great. There's beaches, you know, we'll have spring break. And trust me, it is, even myself, I had to really stop and think like, wow, my own unconscious bias kicked in, thinking here I am going to a vacation state with retired people and it's warm sun. Trust me, completely different world than what I expected. And 
it's it's not a bad thing. I mean, really, you, you're constantly learning and growing. And I've seen so many great things since being down here. So I have to remind myself, like, I haven't seen it all. I have to humble myself once in a while and say, you know, there's still more to learn out there. Yeah, the simple thing of learning. It's when we kind of think that we've learned everything that we kind of fall victim to what yes. we've been talking about. We have to just constantly be open to be able to learn, to search out and even do some research or reading on different backgrounds, different people, just see who they are and just see a way that you can connect with them. Exactly. Yeah, the whole thing with acceptance with this episode is just to accept people for who they are because they're all meant mm -hmm. to be here for a reason. Like you've said, we're all human at the end of the day. It's mm -hmm. just all these fears and like labels or phobias that it kind of overshadows what people are truly capable of. And I want to see this world move towards a place where we're able to peel back all those and just see people for who they are. So. I, I really do appreciate you doing these podcasts because I think it opens people's eyes, you know, to see that we're always focused on the negatives when we have that opportunity every day, every time we interact with someone to change how, how we portray ourselves who we portray ourselves to be and, you know, how you want things to go forward. One negative reaction with someone could give them future, I'm going to say post-traumatic stress on anything, whether it be a bad check-in experience at the airport or cutting someone off, you know, on the road, you know, you instill fear by experience. So, you know, by reminding people, you know, with these podcasts every week of different subjects, I think it's a great thing that people can listen and they can say, you know what, and just really take a pause and learn that, you know what, it's not that serious. You know, you really do just have to keep on understanding that there has to be a why something is going on with someone. Yeah, exactly. So to kind of start wrapping this up, I think for the present person is to take that first step and in that initiative to go out and learn about other people, about other cultures, and start to break down that mindset that society has kind of embedded in us with all of those different labels and stereotypes about people. So before we wrap things up, Rachel, I have to ask you, what is your favorite quote? First one I had was, this one really applies to acceptance. The same boiling water that softens the potato hardens the egg. It's what you are made of, not the circumstance. And that one is by author unknown. And that one really hit me hard. And I use that uh, with my staff. I have it posted in our break room because it really is true. If you really are positive from the inside, it doesn't matter what comes your way, what kind of day we have, what kind of person you encounter. It really truly is what you're made of, of how you're going to handle yourself going forward. And the other one that I had is uh, something that came across in one of our management meetings one time, and it really is a powerful statement. Um, champions are champions, not because they do anything extraordinary, but because they do ordinary things better than everyone else. And if you really take the time to think that out and break it down, I have to remind myself, people tell me, oh my gosh, you know, you're the best manager or thank you for handling that situation. And I keep thinking to myself, I didn't do anything special. Really, all I did is go back to the basics, one-on-one, -on -one, great customer service, you smile, you treat a person like a human being, you get on their level and talk to them, understand what upset them. And that's, that's really all it is. So I think if we just remind ourselves once in a while and not just post it somewhere, really do have a mantra and look at it. I think the world would be a better place. I absolutely love both those quotes and everything you talked about, because 
I think it can't only be applied to this topic, but to everything we do in life with doing ordinary things better and just seeing people for who they are. So Rachel, thank you so much for coming on and being willing to share some of your experiences and insight. Thank you, I appreciate the opportunity. I'm not gonna lie, going into that conversation, I was nervous because I knew it was going to be a topic that was kind of touchy. But looking back, it was a conversation that needed to be had and I learned so much from it. Over the past year, it has been made clear to me how our world isn't this perfect place, but that won't stop me from trying to turn it into one. By looking at the interactions of people around me and reflecting on this conversation that I had with Rachel, one thing has been made clear, the importance of acceptance. So that has to be the positive point of the podcast for this episode, acceptance. No matter where we grew up, what our family was like, or what culture we're used to, we are all one. As a society, I think we can all agree that we aren't perfect, and we're never going to be. But like I just said, that's not going to stop me from trying, and in order to start that path, acceptance is the first step that needs to be taken. The world is full of people who are capable of transforming it into something great, but oftentimes they get covered up by the labels that are placed on them because of the actions that someone took. Even though they have absolutely no connection to them, other than their skin color or religion. I know this is a touchy subject, but it's a subject that needs to be heard. We're all humans, why can't we just get along? That's a question I ask myself every day, and I'm sure God is looking down wondering the exact same thing. No matter what background you come from, or what you believe in, we are all one. We are all here for a reason. Each of us has a specific reason to be breathing the breath of life, so why are we holding the people around us back from what they're meant to do? Acceptance allows us to peel off those labels and forget about the stereotypes that society has placed on people. And it lets us see them for who they truly are. It's when we see people as individuals that we're able to encourage them to chase after their dreams. Even though society might hold them back, we as individuals have the power to give them the acceptance they need to fuel their motivation to go out and accomplish their dreams. You have the power and ability to love someone for who they are and not who society says they're going to be. That love that you're able to provide that person might be what they need to keep pushing through whatever challenges they're experiencing. Take on the challenge of learning about others and work to peel off those labels that have been embedded in your head. It's not going to be easy, but it's something that has to be done in order to move our society into a future that we want our children to grow up in. This isn't something that happens overnight. It takes time, dedication, and commitment. But great things that allow us to prosper into the future require all three of those. Time, dedication, and commitment. Acceptance. It's a simple word that possesses enormous power. It's a mindset that has the power to change our society. It's the thought process that our society has to work towards. And it all starts with you. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. This week, I challenge you to make a concrete effort to accept people for who they are. As an individual, I am going to vow to fully dedicate myself to seeing people for who they are and giving everyone a chance. We have all grown up in different worlds. 
So some of us already know about everything that was covered in this episode, but others, like myself, have learned a lot over this past year, and it has really opened my eyes to the societal trap that I've fallen into. I challenge you to join me in breaking free from that trap and accepting people for who they truly are. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and as always, feel free to DM me on Twitter at the positive poi 2 That's the positive P-O-I-2, or Instagram at the positive point underscore podcast, or send an email to the positive point podcast at gmail.com to share a random act of kindness or uplifting deed that you did for someone else, or they did for you, or maybe it's something you saw someone else do for another person. Reach out to me and share the story. Who knows? Maybe you will be the next positive point of the podcast. Until next time, this is Joshua Tigas. And remember, keep it positive. <laughs>